podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Yao Bonsu and Tyler Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third official episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Today is September 27th, 2019. Alongside Tyler Brown, my name is Yao Bonsu, and we are ready to dive into everything Baldwin Bruins Athletics. Our featured athlete of the week will be no other than girls varsity volleyball captain Ava Bandel. I've known Ava for a while, and it was an honor to interview her this week as our featured athlete of the show. But before we get to that interview later in the show, Tyler and I would like to give you guys your weekly rundown of all the scores from this past week. Tyler, take it away. Boys soccer played two games this week, one against Freeport and one against New Hyde Park, in which they barely lost in a non-league game with the score being 0-1. Girls soccer started off this week slow with a loss to Massapequa, but won against Farmingdale 2-1 in a comeback victory with both goals coming from Kalina Guadalupe and Victoria Gartier in the second half. Girls field hockey took unfortunate losses to Port Washington and Cold Spring Harbor with a goal by Deanna Muir, which was assisted by Tess Ferguson in the Spring Harbor game. Girls volleyball had a long week with games almost every day against Southside, Massapequa, Oceanside, and Plainview JFK with wins coming out of the Plainview game and the Oceanside game. Girls tennis also started the week off slow against Hicksville and Glen Cove, which did have great efforts from Skylar Kerwin, Olivia Biggs, Paris Jamison, and Adriella Ramos, but later fought for a clean sweep, yes, 7-0 win against Plain Edge on Friday. Boys Cross Country came in second place against all the Section 8 teams, with Joel Salazar dropping a minute in his second 5K of the season, and Liam Graff came in second place in the 5K among 27 runners. That's really impressive. Girls Cross Country came in third place against all the Section 18s with 62 points with amazing efforts from Marcella Figueroa and Shania Treasure. Boys Football made an extreme effort against Plainview JFK with Andrew Dakota having three touchdowns and a 35-25 loss. Thank you, Tyler, for those recap of scores from throughout the week. And now we move to our featured game of the week, which is Boys Varsity Football's game against Plainview JFK. As Tyler mentioned earlier in the show, the Bruins lost this game 35-25, but despite the loss, this game told me a lot about the identity of the Bruins as a team. If we are looking at the first half, the Bruins were clicking on all cylinders. Andrew Dakota had two rushing touchdowns in the first quarter, while Sage Burke had an interception. In the following quarter, Dakota scored his third touchdown of the half, and we almost had the delight of seeing a Trevor Watts interception. All of that and more contributed to the Bruins' 18-10 halftime lead. And although they did hold the lead after two quarters of play, the things that caught my eye were first the fact that both Ronnie Marchese Solano and Joey Wright continued to split time at the quarterback position. From where I was sitting, the team looked to respond the same to both quarterbacks, which was beneficial because now you have two guys who could perform for you under center. Switching to the defensive side of things, the Bruins did have a little trouble guarding the run in the first half. And lastly, the kicking situation. I am not at the practices, so I do not know the entire situation, but I've noticed that the Bruins have elected to go for two more often than not after scoring touchdowns, whether it is because of the lack of depth at the position or whatever it is. That seems to be the way the team is rolling, and I am personally all for it. 
because when Baldwin does start getting into their full stride, these two-point conversions are eventually going to put their opponents at a major disadvantage. Now, after Plainview tied the game at 18 in the third, the Bruins headed into the final quarter of play at equal footing. And may I say, the energy from the stands in the fourth was absolutely insane. You could attribute that to the student section, which is the first time Baldwin has ever had one. Shout out to them. Isaiah Place, who was one of Baldwin's premier skill position players, notched a 62-yard touchdown of a pass that was not even intended for him. That touchdown gave the Bruins a 25-21 lead with 5.24 left on the clock. Plainview would not only come back to take the 28-25 lead, but they would also recover the following kickoff. But from there, the Bruins managed to contain the Hawks, giving them one last drive to win it. Unfortunately, Plainview would snag an interception and return it for the touchdown, thus sealing the game. Captain Trevor Watts deservingly earned himself Defensive Player of the Game honors at what was Baldwin Football's alumni game. Now, looking at this game as a whole, the first thing that stood out to me was the fact that they are a run-first team. As a team that does not necessarily have the level of skill at the quarterback position that they've had in years past, it is understandable as to why running the ball seems to be the first option when play calling. But on the other side of that, you have players such as Andrew Dakota, who had three rushing touchdowns on the day and was apparently on pace to break the school yardage record at a point. I'm telling you, Patience is key for this team. Patience is key. The Bruins are growing each game with the high level of talent that they have. Andrew Dakota, Isaiah Place, Trevor Watts, Braden DeSantis, Aaron Taylor are just some of the high level players that they have. Believe me, this Bruins team will catch their stride. I was hearing some people on the bleachers, they were saying, oh, Isaiah's not getting the ball enough. Forget all that noise. Trust me, you have to take it day by day. The Bruins are getting better each game, and eventually, they will find their stride, and it will be something scary to witness. Believe me, Coach Carroll and the rest of the staff are doing a fantastic job this year. And the fact that Ronnie and Joey are splitting time at the quarterback position, it speaks to the level of competition there is in practice and the level of skill between both players. Trust me, there are only great things coming for this Bruins squad. And last thing regarding football, shout out to Angel Randazzo, Lexi Lund, and Matt Cabram for starting our first ever student section at home football games. This is something that Baldwin has never done before, but the fact that it's here now, we need to make it great. So if you're listening right now and you're a student at Baldwin Senior High School, pop out to these student sections. We need all the support we can get. As an athlete and a sports fan, I can tell you that crowds do affect the game. This past theme for Plainview was Luau. The next one will be Homecoming. You rep your blue and gold. We have Pink Out for Breast Cancer. And then the last home game will be Neon. We need the support from our students because ultimately the football team will do better. Please pop out, support your football team, and shout out to the three names I mentioned earlier for starting this up. Now it's time to move away from football for the week and to move to our featured athlete of the week. I was ecstatic to interview this lovely young lady this week on the show. And now we are joined by our featured athlete of the week. She is a three-year varsity volleyball player and she is a two-year varsity volleyball captain. It is Miss Ava Bando. Ava, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you for having me. All right, first and foremost, congrats on being named a Newsday Top 50 Girls Volleyball Player for 2019. How does it feel to be recognized among some of the best Long Island has to offer? It's such an honor. There's some crazy volleyball players out there, so it feels really good. And recently your team dropped back-to-back games in conference play, dropping your record to 5-2. and two. 
how has it felt having that good start and being around a group of girls who want to win just as much as you do? Um, it's incredible. Everyone wants to do well. Those were tough losses. Uh, Massapequa was, they had some really good plays and stuff. And um, and Sayasa, that was a tough loss yesterday. But um, we can come back. And you are the captain of the team, of course. And if you have a winning record, obviously that means you have to be doing something right. What have been your methods, if any, to captaining the team to make sure they get to the place you guys want to be? Um, playing volleyball, girls get in their head a lot. So you have to really just keep the energy up even when you're not feeling it because the energy that you spew is the energy that the girls are internalizing for themselves. Do you have a lot of moments where you feel like you have to raise your teammates' heads up after a bad play or yeah, when they get on themselves? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because every there's so many different plays where it's like each little thing might affect someone, but you really just have to keep moving forward. So it's it's hard to bring the girls together, but... They all want to win, so they do it for the sake of the team. And on that note, the Bruins do have seven games left in their season, all of them being conference game. What do you have to do specifically to make sure the team gets to the playoff standing that they want to be at? We just have to fight. Um, this is a good season for us. We, it's a, the best season we've had in a while, and so the girls all want to win, and they know that we have it in them, so we just have to bring it out and fight for these next seven games. Is there something that the team has done specifically the first few games that you think they have to bring back towards the end of the season? Well, in the beginning, it was rough because we would be losing points and then everything would shut down and the girls would, we just were not able to get out of these ruts. But now the last couple of games, we've been able to shake off each point that we lose and just start the new point with a new attitude. So if we just keep that new attitude going, we can all fight and win these games. Yeah, I think a lot of other teams at Boulder need to adapt that mentality if they really want to make a run towards these end of the season, postseason, and really compete for a championship. But looking at the fun side of volleyball, tell me about these celebrations you guys do when you guys get a kill or a block, putting your hands up and screaming. Yeah, the celebrations are the best part of the game. It's We just go crazy on the court. Me and Caitlin Trepida, one of the other captains, we go crazy. We were just talking about how there's film of us just going insane after points. It's it what hypes up the crowd, which brings their energy into our game, and the girls all get excited, and it just makes the game just more fun. Yeah, when you guys play, you guys really seem like a family, one of the most family-like teams you could say at Baldwin. What is the secret to keeping you guys in that family-like mentality year-round, not just during volleyball season? Um, The pasta parties. We just have a lot of fun. We talk to each other. We just... It's a team, and you can't play together if you don't actually like each other, so you just have to spread the love. Is there a lot of bonding that goes with that in between games, after games, before games? Yeah, definitely. These are, like, we have, I was just talking to Mosca about it. These girls are our family. We're all together, so you just have to love each other no matter what. And yeah, looking at you specifically, what has been your favorite moment these past three years wearing the blue and gold? My favorite moment? It's hard to just pick one. I know last year we played Massapequa for our dig pink game and we did not take the match, but we were winning. We won the first two sets and it was incredible because Massapequa is one of the best teams in our conference. And so just being able to win with our with my team, it was just incredible. And the fact that you were captaining the team during the game, I guess that felt that much better. Exactly. Will dig pink be making a return this year? We're trying to make it work, but we're not sure if it will, but we hope that we can get it there. And now looking at your coach, Coach Mosca, how has she impacted the player and the person that you are today? She has been such an inspiration for me because she 
she said that she had a coach who was really tough on her and she was able to just persevere through that and for me the same thing happened during my club season but and it was hard for me to just keep going but now I'm just a better player for it overall. How do you think that's going to take all the lessons that you learned from Ms. Mosca? How do you think that's going to affect you in the future and carry you beyond Boulder? Well, I'm likely not going to play volleyball in college, but I want this winning attitude to continue through my studies. And I know that Mosca has taught me how to be a team player and how to to fight for what I really want. Yeah, my next question was going to be if there's a future beyond Bolden for you in volleyball, but since there's not, is there any lessons that you've, that you've learned at Bolden that you look to take in college and beyond? Well, I know I'm not playing volleyball, but I'd like to still play club because this is my favorite thing to do. And I know that I'm. it's brought such an attitude of just positivity through with, within me. And um, I know that I just want to be positive throughout everything. And in my studies, I know it's taught me to just keep working hard, even if I'm not succeeding. And you are a member of Athletes Helping Athletes, right? Yes. What is a message you look to send to the little athletes or the next generation coming after you graduate Baldwin? I want to show them that they can do anything. They're capable of it if they set their mind to it. Is there anything that you that reflects your play that you look for them to take from you? Um, I like to think I look pretty happy on the court. That positivity, it really helps with everything in my life. Sportsmanship over Sportsmanship, yeah, being yeah, angry and stuff definitely. like that. And lastly, what have you taken away these past four years that you think will be the most important thing to carry with you in your future? Well, this there's such a sense of family within the team, and I want to be able to create a family wherever I go. Just have people welcome you and just want to be welcomed, and it's such a great atmosphere to have. All right, that was good. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it, and I hope to have you on the show again real soon. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was your girls' varsity volleyball captain, Ava Bandel. It was a pleasure having her on the show. Ever since Tyler and I had the idea of this podcast, Ava was an athlete that I immediately wanted to have on the show, no matter what it took. But we'll settle for week three. But yeah, I'm glad to have her on the show. She's not only one of Bolden's premier athletes, but one of Bolden's premier people. So I'm glad we have her on the show. Maybe one day down the line, maybe May, June, we can have her back for a reflection of her senior year. You never know. But yeah, thank you, Ava, for joining us once again. But now we move to our forever corny pod star of the week. Tyler, who will you be highlighting this week for their performances? Our pod star of the week is clearly Andrew Dakota. Even though the football team isn't having the best season right now, Andrew's just been playing like a madman. Last game against Plainview JFK, he had three rushing touchdowns and put everything he had on the field. So Andrew Dakota is definitely our pod star of the week. Thank you, Tyler, for that. And congrats to Andrew Dakota on an elite game. And I promise you guys, we will try to change that name after put out a poll on social media or something because... Trust me, that name is corny. I understand. We will change it. But nevertheless, Tyler, let's get into the upcoming events for the week. Who will be playing who? And I know it's a short week due to the holidays. But nevertheless, come out and support your Bruins. Tyler, give us the rundown. Four upcoming events. Boys soccer will play Port Washington on the 3rd of October. Girls soccer will play Lindbrook on the 28th of September. And East Meadow on the 3rd of October. Girls field hockey will play Locust Valley on the 2nd of October. And Clark on the 4th. Girls Volleyball will play Wheatley on the 3rd. Girls Tennis will play Clark on the 2nd of October and Carey on the 4th. Boys and Girls Cross Country will verse all the Section 8 teams on the 2nd of October. And Boys Football will battle at Oceanside, which will be their third game of the season. 
Thank you, Tyler, for that. And once again, I'm Yao Bonsu. And I'm Tyler Brown. Thank you for joining us on the third official episode of the Bald and Bruin Sports Podcast. Be sure to join us next week where our featured athlete of the week will be no other than girls varsity cheerleader, Kalea Sheverton. She joins us to talk about her season, what it's like doing push-ups when the boys football team scores touchdowns, and everything like that. You guys have to remember that we are officially streaming on all platforms. This means that wherever you listen, be sure to follow, be sure to subscribe, do whatever you have to, to make sure you are the first to listen whenever we post a new episode. As September comes to a close, we would like to thank you guys for all the love and support you have given us this month. Be sure to spread the word about the Bold and Bruin Sports Podcast. This only goes thanks to your support. We appreciate all of it. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. We have two special announcements coming soon. One regarding Baldwin Senior High School's pep rally and the other regarding our October guest for the show. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Baldwin Sports Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.